Do you sometimes find yourself stuck, seemingly paralysed, even though you have lots of things to do? Find yourself making decisions that you know aren't really what you want. Well, it sounds to me like you need to be less lizard. Welcome, trailblazers, to the Annoyingly Optimistic Show, the prime hub for the most resourceful entrepreneurs and business owners who thirst for a diverse mix of knowledge, stimulation, and a touch of humour. I'm your host, Paul Inskip, ready to guide you on this adrenaline-charged expedition through the realm of business. Together, we'll traverse the intriguing terrain of ideas, dissect the codes of success, and present you with the effective strategies to worry less, make more, and be brilliant. I'm all ears to your feedback, so reach out and comment or drop me a message to share how this podcast has impacted you, sparked your inspiration, or offered a fresh viewpoint. Let's kickstart this annoyingly optimistic expedition together, and always keep in mind to worry less, make more, and be brilliant. Now, what we're really exploring today is that sneaky, primitive part of our brains. You know, the one that kept our caveman ancestors alive when faced with, say, an overly ambitious saber-toothed tiger. But now in the 21st century, it seems to enjoy its fair share of overreacting to Excel spreadsheets or deciding between different shades of blue for our website. That's right, we're talking about our lizard brain, our inherent instinct of self-preservation that often gets in the way of our better judgment and creativity. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride as we journey through the neural pathways of our brain dismantling the prehistoric panic mechanism and unearthing treasures of thoughtful decision-making. We're challenging our status quo, our comfort zone, our default setting. Now, after all, evolution didn't happen overnight, but hopefully we can do it in under 12 minutes. So let's find out how to be less lizard. Although this isn't exactly on point, I think it's a little story that might help put everything into perspective. Now, I hope you're not afraid of heights. So a few years ago, scratch that, a few years before 2020, always tricky factoring in those BC years, I had the opportunity to take part in an event that was right up my street. It was something unusual, daring and different that required a huge effort to bring into existence. It was a local zipline event that was set to put a 100 metre zipline through a busy high street so those on the zipline would fly majestically, or at least strapped in and screaming, above the shoppers. It required erecting two towers, a whole bunch of weights, scaffolding, calculations and a whole lot more. The event was an amazing success and I was involved from the first days of setup, seeing it built and talking with the engineers and everyone involved. Now I had the opportunity to capture amazing moments as people leapt or landed on this adventure. Now obviously I had to have a go myself, obviously. And Rather than popping on shorts and a t-shirt and making it easy to enjoy the summer fun, I chose to don a fat suit and a handmade Father Christmas costume. That's a story for another podcast. But reaching the top of the launch platform and chatting with all the people I'd been working with, no elves in sight, I got into the harness, strapped in, and as I watched hundreds of people do before me, I moved towards the front of the queue and bang. Every fibre of my being, that lizard part of my brain kicked in. Self-preservation was in overdrive. That little lizard fellow saw absolutely no value in what I was about to do. It didn't help keep me warm or fed. In fact, it saw it as the very opposite of survival. It saw it as stupidity and tried to change my action. However, two seconds later, with white beard and locks flowing in the wind, Father Christmas, sorry, I mean me, flew down the high street. The lizard just shook its head, rolled its eyes, 
and slinked off tutting. I defeated my lizard that day, but that's not always the case. I celebrate that victory and many others, but it's the times when the lizard wins that I actually remember more. These are the times when irrational self-preservation fear was the victor. Now, rather than there being a particular story, it was the realisation that I'd been a slave to this for far too long. I had hurt my business, not given my best to my customers, and dismissed opportunities for no other reason than letting that little voice become the only voice. I took the seemingly safe option, which wasn't low risk, it was no risk. Now, I'm not saying we should seek risk, but we have to be aware when we're choosing a path that will almost guarantee we stay still or go backwards. We should not choose a path that will not bring us the success we actually want and need. Now, the concept of the lizard brain is an intriguing one. It's kind of like a metaphor of how we can be our own biggest obstacles. Now, it's not a bona fide scientific theory. Any school child will tell you that we didn't evolve from lizards, nor do we harbour a minuscule prehistoric lizard in our brains. The concept is loosely grounded in theories that have since been discredited, yet the psychological implications still ring true. Now, the most scientifically sound, and I'm not moonlighting as as Bill Nye, the science guy here, revolves around the part of our brain called the amygdala, which governs fear, pain, and fundamental functions. Now, my eureka moment unfolded as I leafed through one of Seth Godin's books called Lynchpin. He delves into the lizard brain concept, and the quote that really encapsulates this best is, the lizard brain is hungry, scared, angry, and horny. The lizard brain only wants to eat and be safe. The lizard brain will fight, to the death, if it has to, but would rather run away. It likes a vendetta, but has no trouble getting angry. Now, in essence, it's the base, simplest, easiest functions it yearns for. Every entrepreneur can attest to their daily grind can be a treacherous minefield. There are hurdles you'd rather vault over. And that's when the lizard brain pipes up. When buzzwords like opportunity, challenge, change, new direction, or the dreaded marketing budget slip from my lips, most of you, I bet, undergo an involuntary reaction. Foremost among the flood of thoughts bombarding your mind will be associations with risk, danger, failure, a battalion of negative connotations gearing up to the paint the grim picture, even before you've grasped what it is. The lizard is wide awake. Opportunity, challenge, and change. Well, They demand energy and elbow grease. They're far from a surefire success. And besides the external variables that refuse to be tamed, they also call for our own sweat. It could wound us or could put us in harm's way. So our lizard at this point is guzzling Red Bull, gorging on Haribo and pacing nervously, muttering aloud about the impending peril. If we just stick to the beaten path, that's simpler, that's less risky, more controllable. It springs into action instantaneously and instinctively before we've even had the chance to concisely process the situation. The refrain, well, I tried that before and it didn't work, influences these thoughts, thereby deeming it sensible to hold back. Well, that can't be the lizard, can it? Well, unfortunately, it is. It's still the lizard calling the shots. Now, to explain this, have you ever purchased more than one lottery ticket? Did you win on the first ticket? No, but you still bought another ticket. Does your house have light bulbs? Well, thanks to Edison, who conducted countless trials to perfect the light bulb. Why didn't he just give after the first one? Because it failed. Why do another one? 
And when was the last time you clinched a significant result, acquired a new skill, or tasted major success following rigorous effort and a trial of failed attempts? Well, the answer, typically, is every single time. So why does the lizard brain try to convince us that past failures warrant inaction? Because it's safer, it's easier, it gets a breather. It's a rather high-strung reptile, after all. Those Red Bulls aren't helping. These fine-tuned survival skills enable it to preempt our decision-making prowess. Truth be told, there are moments when the lizard brain is right on the money. It safeguards us. It shields us. And therein lies part of the problem. It has a proven track record. It's been right before. So perhaps it's onto something this time. Maybe we should shy away from taking that leap. And that's precisely when you need to be less lizard. The lizard has a knack of amplifying the sting of failure while turning a blind eye to the perils of paying it safe. It lords the perks of the status quo and trivialises the prospects of a brighter future. This is a cross we all bear, every last one of us, and it's not going anywhere. But the game changer is recognising it and consistently strategizing to put the lizard in a timeout so you can evaluate what's best So how do we pull off this? How do we be less lizard? Well, the answer is a little bit simple. It's pragmatically, persistently, and starting today. To outwit our reptilian selves, we must ironically become like the lizard, defeating him with his own fear-fueled game. Apologies to any reptile lovers out there. Now, what we have to do is we have to deploy the L-I-Z-A-R-D tactic, the lizard tactic. So L is for learn. Now, whenever an opportunity pounces and you wish to outmaneuver the lizard, start by learning its modus operandi. What's got its scales in a twist? What are the negatives, the roadblocks, the sources of fright? Jot them down and your pet lizard will be all too happy to provide an almost encyclopedic inventory of problems. Then I interrogate. Armed with the list, it's time for a grilling. Deconstruct the problems and list ways of getting around them, how to mitigate them, or flip them on the heads and turn them into a positive. Because the lizard's monochrome worldview can often be turned upside down to reveal those silver linings. The Z is for sleep. No, I'm not saying nod off, but having unraveled those issues and interrogated them, sleep on them. It's astounding how a fresh day can offer new perspective on both the problems and the solutions, and especially as the lizard has 101 other things to fret about. Then A is ask. Probe. What would you can consequences be if you took the plunge or if you sat on your hands? Really immerse yourself into visualising the outcomes. Make them tangible. Now, the lizard will leap in here, rendering the negatives all too real while conveniently bypassing most of the positives. This is where you've got to step in, override him, and ponder all the promising outcomes and their potential benefits. Then R is for review. By now, you should have a grasp of the potential pitfalls and obstacles. You've extrapolated on those and the upsides. You've slept on it. You've posed questions about the potential outcomes. Reviewing all this can can pacify the lizard because the more you answer, the more energy you expend and the higher the chances are the decision in question morphing into a favourable one. At this point, the lizard, lizard might smugly interject, see, I knew this was a good idea after all. So review all the facets. D is for decide. Now, it sounds like a breeze, doesn't it? Well, that's because it is. 
Now, be aware that your fault mode is inertia. The lizard's innate instinct is to freeze. But you've learned and probed the opportunity. You've slept on it, asked questions and reviewed it. You're at the helm of this decision. So call the shots. Because you should now be able to discern why you should hold back or why you need more data, more assistance or comprehension or why you should go for it. But you can now make an informed decision. Now, this needn't be a prolonged, difficult thing. Obviously, the overnight bit is better than a a quick afternoon nap, but it's about reclaiming control of your decisions, steering them based on more than just a primordial survival instinct. Now, we can't always take the time to go through the lizard steps to be less lizard, but by being aware that your default position is to run away and hide, you can always cast a fresh outlook onto your decision-making process. Because guess what? Running away will avoid the immediate danger but it can cause long-term pain that the lizard simply can't comprehend. Did I mention he's also short-sighted? The actions you take, the decisions you make, and the risks you take may not get you what you want or where you wanted, but never taking those actions, never taking those risks, never taking action will surefire a way of not ever achieving anything. So take control, take action, be brave, think lizard, and then you too can be less lizard. So that's a wrap on this episode of the Annoyingly Optimistic Show. Fingers crossed it's tickled your fancy with loads of insights, inspiration and innovative ideas to address your business challenges with a wink and enthusiastic hop. Had a ball? Share this episode, sprinkle us with stars in a review or get in touch to see how we can make your business dreams come true. For more goodies, visit worrylessmakemore.co.uk and get signed up for my Worry Less newsletter. Until next time, keep your worries light, your ambitions high and your brilliance ever brighter.